Good afternoon, New York, and the rest of our listeners around the globe. My name is June Stoyer, and I'm the host of the Organic View Radio Show. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Zoom, and you can also visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. If you'd like to be on the show or would like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at questions at theorganicview.com. Today's show is sponsored by Eden Foods, the most trusted name in certified organic clean food. When you shop online at EdenFoods.com, enter the coupon code ORGVIEW to receive 20% off any regularly priced items, excluding cases. For other promotional offers, please visit TheOrganicView.com's website. And don't forget to check out our contest section. On today's show, Tom and I have a number of issues to address, including some controversy surrounding GMO labeling. Also, the new Healthy Hives 2020 project, which is an initiative of the Bayer Bee Care Program. And we're also going to talk about a lawsuit involving Monsanto in regards to Roundup. So first, I'd like to welcome to the show my co-host, Colorado beekeeper, Tom Theobald. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, June. It's the end of June, hard to believe, but so much stuff has happened. We just wrapped up Pollinator Week. And now we're basically in the crux of the summer. I uh, made a comment on summer, or not summer so much, as the 4th of July. The 4th of July has kind of an odd position in my mind in that it's both the beginning of summer and the beginning of the end of summer, in my view. I'm now looking at the summer honey flows, but at the same time, I'm thinking that some of these struggling colonies are going to need to be babied over the next two months if they have any hope to make it through the winter. So the 4th of July is an interesting point in summer, in my mind. The one thing that never stops is the amount of propaganda that is put out by industry, as well as the number of activists that are speaking out about a number of these tactics. I was very happy to see some commentary by Steve Hoffman, who's the managing director of Compass Natural, in regards to the new GMO labeling bill. I know Steve is from your neck of the woods, right, Tom, in Boulder? He is, yes. We've never met, but he, he's a local. The commentary is basically about, once again, the fact that people want to know what's in their food. and. I think what's happening with GMOs is very similar to what we see happening with pesticides. It's it's a carbon copy. I read Steve's commentary, and my conclusion was that this is very much like what we've seen in the pesticide arena, and it's what I would call legislative fakery. The problem is we have no government. Certainly we must have some congressmen and representatives who have the people in mind, but they continually put out this legislation that gives the illusion of doing something when it does nothing. They've proposed that in order for you to find out what's in your food, you need to call an 800 number or uh, get on the Internet and access some website. This is ridiculous. These people need to be put out on the street. They're not representing the people. Well, one of the things that disturbs me is, it says in his commentary, milk or meat from animals fed GMO feed would be exempt from GMO labeling. Similarly, food sold in a restaurant or similar food retail establishment would not be required to label for GMOs. This is just ridiculous. The bottom line, we're taught 
you are what you eat. And if you do consume animal flesh, you're going to consume whatever those animals are eating. And if they're fed something that is unhealthy to begin with, it's going to impact their health as well as your health. There's an outside chance that these chemicals may not transmit to the animals that are eating them, but the evidence is that that's very unlikely. The point here is that people deserve to know that answer, whatever it is. And we're being denied that privilege. We have to eat Whatever they put out there for us, their attitude is just shut up and eat your pesticides. I know that when a woman is nursing, she has to be very careful with what foods she consumes because it does affect the milk that is being produced, which she uses to feed her child. In the same token, the same is true with cows. When you're feeding cows, and I grew up on a farm, I saw this firsthand, and I understand this quite well. When we fed our cows, we always were very particular about what our cows were fed because we consumed that milk, which was actually raw. It wasn't pasteurized. And what these animals are being fed will affect the people who eat them, and that is why there is such a big movement now for people to transition to veganism because basically consuming meat is not safe, period. And this would just allow industry to do even more damage to our health. As, as complicated as this is, it's not rocket science at its heart. Think about it for just a moment. What we've done is we have created substances, compounds, molecules that have never existed in the history of mankind and we're trickling them into our most basic needs, our food and our water. And should we be surprised when things are going wrong? Of course not. And we ought to address that. Instead, all of this is being hidden from us so that these companies can continue to market these poisons. Well, that's, that's basically what Steve is trying to say. Um, he included a couple of bullets, and I just want to continue to read his comments. He also states, while Vermont's GMO labeling law calls for stiff non-compliance penalties of $1,000 per day per product, there is no such penalty under the Senate bill. USDA would have no authority to require recalls of products that don't comply with the labeling requirements, and there would be no federal penalties for violation. So, once again, this is it's this is an example. What it is, it's fiction. Well, there needs to be some sort of uniform regulation, because if if you don't have that consistency, how can you enforce anything? Another bullet point that I'd like to mention: tightly define genetic engineering so that all new untested biotechnology methods, such as CRISPR and gene editing would be exempt from national disclosure standards. That is scary. Well, they continue to put the environment and all of humanity at risk for their convenience. This has to stop. And I think people are beginning to wake up to the fashion in which they're being duped. There is a louder and louder voice in opposition to this kind of conduct. And I think that these Congress people and representatives need to wake up because we're we're 
on the verge uh, of some significant changes here. People are no longer going to accept what they have been feeding us. Both well, they shouldn't. They should question dietarily. everything. They should question everything. Another comment that he included, this is coming from Dr. William Hallman, and he's the chair of the Department of Human Ecology at Rutgers. His comment appeared initially in Food Navigator USA. Food, foods refined to have the DNA removed would be exempt from any GMO labeling requirements, such as refined sugar from GMO sugar beets, corn syrup from GMO corn, and oil from GMO canola. That's very sneaky. Well, take a look at, you know, this is just a repeat of what they've done in the past. Take a look at seed treatment for the neonicotinoids. Seed treatment represents 90% of the usage of the neonicotinoids. And how do they account for that? How do they monitor that? Well, they don't. What they've done is they have exempted seed treatment under a loophole, probably created for this very kind of situation, a loophole called the treated articles uh, section, and it isn't even considered a pesticide use. Now, here we have 90% of the most massive poisoning of the earth in history, that is simply disregarded on the basis of a loophole. And this is the action of the EPA. Um, there are some serious, serious issues here that go far beyond the bees, and we've talked about the bees. They go far beyond the neonicotinoids. We've just seen an upheaval in Europe over the vote by the UK to leave the Euro European Union. And it's for the, some of the same reasons they are fed up with an elite leadership serving its own interests at the expense of the people. And we're seeing the same thing here in the United States. This will not continue. If we see a repeat of what happened in the U.K., it, there's going to be an upheaval in this country. People are... Well, Tom, maybe that's what we need. Well, I think it is, because obviously the the way we've gone about it for the past 50 years hasn't been successful. Well, when you have industry controlling the outcome of every research project that's out there, they're instrumental in also providing what information they want the powers that be that make the decisions on our behalf. It's like a fixed game. Yep. Now, this brings me to actually a story that was reported by CBS News, and it's in regards to a woman named Yolanda Mendoza, who has been suffering from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and she's now in a remission, thank God, but she basically got sick and she attributes her illness to her use of Roundup. And when you take a when you listen to this interview, it's quite interesting because you have the representative from Monsanto who it was very quick to say, well, you know, this product is safe to use every day and it's all about the label. What about the safety factor of the product? How come that isn't paramount? 
But this is the game that they play. But in any, in any event, this woman survived, which is a miracle, and thank God she did. But she's involved with a major lawsuit, and apparently um, Weitz and Luxembourg are representing her, and apparently they have more than 30 other people suing or planning to sue Monsanto, which produces Roundup, and their main ingredient is glyphosate. And glyphosate has been such such a controversial ingredient that continues to be used. There's been so much information that's been put out about glyphosate and why it should not be used. I'm surprised it's still on the market. It's still on the market because it's a moneymaker. And you mentioned that this woman had survived. The sad reality is there are perhaps hundreds, thousands, maybe tens of thousands that we will never hear about who didn't survive. What's interesting is if you go to cbsnews.com, the article appears there as well as the video clip. There is a quote that I'd just like to share with everybody, and the quote is by Dr. David Eastmond. He's a toxicologist who studies agriculture chemicals at UC Riverside. He says, the EPA has found that glyphosate does not pose a cancer risk to humans. And then he says, quote, IARC focuses on hazard identification, and the EPA focuses on risk. Risk is a more involved process in that it involves not only can it cause cancer, but it is likely to cause cancer under specific sorts of conditions. I think that certainly the risk is modest and probably very small. Well, isn't that interesting how they focus on what they wish to focus on? The bottom line, you're talking about people's health. You're talking about environmental contamination, which could impact other people's health, as well as what it does to the environment in general. Once again, this is something that we've seen time and time again when it comes to the neonicotinoids. In other news, the Healthy Hives 2020 project is something that was mentioned in the Catch the Buzz latest issue. And the Healthy Hives 2020 is an initiative of the Bayer Bee Care Program. It's administered by Project APIS-M with the goal of improving the health of honeybee colonies in the United States by the year 2020. Well, I think the one thing that they could do if they really truly are devoted to the health of honeybees is to ban neonicotinoids, but they're not going to do that because that's their bread and butter. Well, you know, the, you have to be suspicious of any organization that exists partially or primarily on money that's coming from the chemical industry. Immediately they're suspect. And in many cases, they're criticized because they're considered to be front groups for the industry. Um, a good read would be the recent report put out by Friends of the Earth on just how the population is deceived and how the efforts of the EPA and other agencies are subverted by the influence of the chemical industry and big money. 
you have to look at all these organizations with a critical eye and not just assume that because they say they're trying to benefit the bees that they are. Once again, we see the same things over and over and over, Tom, and maybe it's just that you and I pay very careful attention to their strategy. But once again, we also, as concerned citizens, need to keep reminding people, hey, pay attention to who the organization is and who they're getting their money from. It's always a matter of follow the money. Mm-hmm. Speaking for the beekeepers, we need immediate action here. The reality is we're dying out here. We're not going to make it. No matter how hard we're willing to work or what we're willing to try, even if we, are to, even if we create healthy colonies of bees, we're sending them out into an environment that's become so hostile to life that they cannot survive. This has to change. We need to get beyond the talking and start making some changes. We certainly do. Tom, thank you so much for joining me today. And... To be continued. Thank you too, June, and thank all you listeners who are paying attention to these issues, and thank even more the ones who are doing something. Folks, if you'd like to send us any of your questions or comments, you may do so by emailing us at questions at theorganicview.com. Also, check out Tom's column, Tom's Corner, and there's a link to his column on theorganicview.com forward slash neonicotinoids, or if you just go to the website, it's up in the top left-hand corner, and please subscribe to our YouTube channel where we do feature a number of videos and interviews that are not part of this program but are part of other programs. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been June Stoyer with the Organic View Radio Show. Have a great afternoon.